Bragging rights shouldn't be limited to just one season. All the help you need to dominate your league again and again. This is the Dynasty Heat Seekers. Alright, good evening everyone. Welcome to your Tuesday night live stream of the Dynasty Heat Seekers. As you can see, we got a little bit different cast today. Myself and Leone are here again, but our, we have a special guest, Brad Menendez. Brad, how are you doing today? Living the dream, gentlemen. How are we tonight? I'm doing well. Anthony, scrambling? I'm doing just fine. <laughs> I'm doing just fine. So we tonight are going to do the first round of a 1QB rookie draft. We'll be doing it on Sleeper. Leone's going to be running the show with that, and we're going to put our picks in. And we'll just go and order one, all three of us. We'll each go four times all the way to the first 12 picks to give our input on why uh, we want these players at these spots. Feel free to comment. Maybe some guys that you would have uh, preferred in those spots as well. And we're just going to dive uh, right into it. Leon, if you want to share the sleeper screen and you go ahead and pick your first guy and tell us why. All right. Uh, Wrong. I got to start the draft first. Let me figure this out. So thanks for bearing with me. <laughs> you can just click resume draft. And get oh, I know. I got to change yeah. it. I, I forgot to make this a rookie draft. Hold up. And we say it's a one QB, but really the first round, you're not drafting quarterbacks anyway. Right. So right. While yeah, we this draft of... ready. There's, you know, it's no surprise that in most one QB rookie drafts, probably over the last five years, you're not seeing many quarterbacks go. Maybe Trevor Lawrence went in the back of first rounds last year, but probably not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. With this draft class, you're I'm you're gonna see, I think, fewer quarterbacks even go in the first round in Superflex. I guess this depends on landing spots and things like that. A lot of people will take quarterbacks if they're ready to go year one, especially like in the back half, maybe. But for this year, it just seems like Malik Willis is like the guaranteed guy to go in the first round for most people. Brad, do you think that like while he's still setting this up, is there any other guys well, that you think will fall in the first? So a month ago, I might have said, no, maybe not. Think about all the movement that we've had. Russell Wilson going from Seattle to Denver and Sean Watson going from Houston to, to Cleveland. Some of these moves that have happened in free agency have made me go, okay, maybe some of these other teams see something with the Kenny Pickett's or Matt Corral's of the world. When you look back, I think this draft landing spot's going to be huge as to dictating what happens because – Think about the quarterbacks, there's a lot of question marks, but the top end of the wide receiver class is dealing with tons of injuries. I think Jameson Williams is of the world and guys like that, Drake London, they've all got these injuries. So you can make a case that quarterbacks slide up in a super flex because of the, the wide receiver injuries and the weak running back class. Think about Spiller and, and Brees Hall are about the top two running backs. And after that, some people like guys like... Ford right. and some of these other running backs, you can make a case where they could slide down the draft board as well. It wouldn't surprise me if quarter, more quarterbacks go in a super flex first round come draft time, NFL draft time. But right now, no, Malik Willis is a surefire, but yeah. Know. So Josh kind of proves my point for right now. It's like maybe one or two where yeah. last year we saw five in the first half, a lot of, for a lot of people. So um, Joss saw it. I go with it because Joss yeah. is the best. Absolutely. All right, Leonie, go ahead and All right, start let's start this draft. Let's see if this works. <laughs> yeah, it should be fine. Oh, it worked. Okay, so with my first pick, oh, I get this off. Uh, just click off of it. All right, with my first pick, I'm going to go with Traylon Burks, wide receiver 
Everyone knows he plays for Arkansas, Razorbacks. Everybody does. I like his size and speed. I think he has the most upside out of this group for, for the wide receiver position. There are some question marks, and obviously, like you guys talked about a second ago, landing spot may dictate some of these things. I mean, he could go to a, a bad situation, but I just think – I heard there was rumors that the Eagles were looking at him. I just think that he is just a, a, a huge playmaker – and I think he has, out of all these guys, I know we're going to talk about some of these other wide receivers in a little bit, but for me, I just think he, I think he offers the most upside. So I'm going to set him in. He's probably got the best hands in the class. He's not the most polished route runner, but think about Arkansas as a whole. They don't really create the best polished route running wide receiver. So he's going to need to go to a team that, that has a specific set of packages that they can run him in that he can – get comfortable in and then learn more routes. Like his route tree is probably the least defined of any of the first round prospects, but he's, I mean, just insanely dynamic athlete. Like he's one of those guys that you feel really should be a surefire wide receiver one in fantasy at some point in the near future, but he's got to get that route running. They got to add to that route tree and he's got to find a spot where he doesn't have to be the top guy immediately. Maybe he's the solid number two that is becomes the number one at some point. Bryce, what do you think about Burks? Yeah, I really like Burks. I think he's a guy that can come in and immediately make an impact on whatever team he's on. And that impact will also correspond to his fantasy impact. It's weird. He's all over the place in mock drafts, like in real mock drafts. So his landing spot, I think, is definitely important. I feel like a landing spot any with any wide receivers is somewhat important. With this guy, talent, you, you can't just pass on talent. You talented receivers produce on teams that don't have maybe the ideal quarterback situation. And I think this is one of those guys. So I, I can't argue the Traylon Burks one overall. I'd probably take him there as well. Yeah, so that was going to be my follow-up question. Do you guys Would you guys take Burks 101 in a rookie draft? Typically, when I look at the 101, it's, I think of a team that is maybe rebuilding. They have the first pick for a reason. They're not very good. That's when I typically want to get someone that I know, you know, is going to be good for a long time, as opposed to getting a running back who who may be like CEH, for example, and, and not really live up to the hype. So what do, what do you think, Brad, about Burks 101, or would you typically maybe go a different direction? In, in one quarterback, I typically lean towards running backs because it's such the premium, but I don't blame anybody for taking wide receiver because wide receivers are going to last longer. Nowadays, though, I tend to lean more running back just because it's easier to trade for playable receivers that, that can fill the role and give you value. In this class, though, receivers are the best. I like Brees Hall. I like Isaiah Spiller. And one of those two will probably be me at two. But I love this wide receiver class. And there's so many really good, talented ones. And that's probably why I would lean running back at 1-1, 1-2, 1-3 in there because there's so many good receivers in this class. I would say easily six to ten receivers that I feel – confident will be in starting lineups in three to five to seven years pretty comfortably what about you Bryce if I'm in the one one I and my team's terrible and I need like a lot of pieces I'm probably trading back into the middle of this round because I think there's a lot of receivers that I like just a little bit less than Burt I I think Burke's great there right now at one one and I would take him there but I think after the draft it's going to be it could get um, shuffled up a little bit. I think it's going to be either Olave or Jamison Williams. I think whoever Kansas City or Green Bay inevitably draft is going to go to one, one, and one, two. Personally, interesting. And yeah. and Good. I think if I'm at one, three, and that happens, and Traylon Burks is there, it just makes me even happier. I, I like him there in a vacuum right now. So no, I wouldn't change it. And it wouldn't surprise me if Burks is 
Devonte is the Devonte Adams rolling green. Yeah, if somebody I, said they took yeah. him, it wouldn't surprise me in the least. Yeah, that would he immediately <clears throat> solidify that one one in this format if he was taken there. But I think it's going to be closer to. I think he's going to get taken earlier, and I think it's going to be either Olave or or Jamison Williams and in land into one of them prime spots wide receiver needy teams that have great quarterback play. So yeah, for sure. All right, uh, Brad, you know, taken? At two, it's, you pick your poison at running back. I'll go Isaiah Spiller just because, in my mind, he profiles as a three-down back more than Brees Hall, but it's close. If you've said you liked Hall more than Spiller, it wouldn't surprise me. But give me Spiller because he's been my RB1 in this class for you know probably a year now at this point as I've been looking into this class for a while. I like his vision. I like his hands out of the backfield. I like the, the versatility. I don't... He's not specifically a zone scheme where I think Brees Hall is more of a, a zone running back. That's his best skill set. I think Isaiah Spiller could go to any team and be successful. The tough thing nowadays is you have to be in a committee and there's no running back that really can carry the load. But if you looked at a running back that could handle it all by himself, Spiller's the one in this class. Him and Kenneth Walker are the two in this class that I think really have that profile as a guy that could carry the workload if they had to. So give me Spiller. I like Spiller. I like Walker. I like Hall. And they're all really <laughs> either one here. Yeah, it is spicy, but give me Spiller. I love Spiller out of Texas A&M. Yeah, I, Brad, I think we're kind of in the same boat with this. I think Spiller and Hall are like 50-50 to me. Mm -hmm. Like I could, I wouldn't be like any more mad if I got Spiller because Hall was taken right before me or, mm -hmm. or vice versa. Because I think Spiller's got like tremendous PPR value. And again... I, landing spot for these guys is probably going to be pretty important. Does one land in a spot where he could easily take over? Does one maybe have to wait a year Huge. or two? Yeah. So these running backs, like I'm not, it's nothing to get real excited about this year. I think the, you got the top three of the guys you were just mentioning. And then it's a kind of a pretty steep drop off for me personally. Uh, so I like Spiller at the two. I don't know if I'd change it. I think you can draft for need at this point, but I like Spiller, London or Hall right there. So Leonie. Leonie. Yeah, my my top five spillers in in the top five for rookies, they're they're not separated by a whole lot. I think Spiller's real good. I I don't know if he's gonna have a lot of touchdown upside. You know, he's more of a I don't know the right word. Uh, a good running back. Maybe a little too shifty at times. He can catch the ball. PPR leagues. This is a PPR mock, so that's fine. That I don't have an issue with that. But is he going to be an every down type back? I don't think so. I think he's going to be more of a compliment back. Not that he's going to get like Naheem Hines. I think he'll be on the field more than that. He's he's a really you know talented player. But that's my only concern with him. With that said, I think it's a good pick. I'm not going to argue against it. Again, he's in my top five of rankings. But that is my concern with him is, is that he won't have an every down back type role. So maybe like a James White? Role? Yeah, that's a good, that's a very a good, good comparison. That's a very good comparison. Yeah. And, that, and James White has been extremely valuable in fantasy leagues. You wouldn't take him in the one probably, but as a, a very solid flex option when he's healthy. Yeah. yeah. You know, and if he goes to a place, if he goes to a place like Houston, like Chris is saying in the chat, he would be their top back. Think about what they've been doing. David yeah. Johnson, oh, yeah. and they signed Marlon Mack. You bring in a rookie like, like Spiller, he takes the backfield over. He's just so much of a, a, a much better athlete. Obviously they'll work the veterans in like the veterans yeah. will lead the backfield. But yeah, of course, but. if I think if Spiller gets taken, like I mean, it'd probably be the second round, I would guess maybe third. Houston, yeah, no, I feel no like I was saying the first. We we did talk about this last week where I feel like if a team like Houston, who has that many holes for some reason, took running back, I would almost think they kind of like wean him in. Like we saw like Jonathan Taylor got used his first year where he didn't really do much the first half of the year and at the end of it, he was pretty good. Come with save him for when they're starting to get better. So 
yeah, it'd be good. Good spot. It's tough for a team like Houston that, like you said, has all those holes. I could see them pull a Carolina and just draft all defense the entire draft, and they still have a bunch of holes on defense. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's it's tough. Right. Me too, Josh. I just traded for Marlon Mack in a, in a league. I traded a third rounder for him, so I hope uh, he gets his second go. Leone put in Brees Hall there. Good pick, uh, good pick. pick. Like I said, like I was just saying, I, I think these guys are pretty equal. Brees Hall is a running back first rather than a back out of the backfield, but he shows that he can still catch the ball. So I like his touchdown upside, especially inside the 10-yard line, five-yard line, things like that. He's a big enough guy where he's going to get those touches. There's just a handful of guys here I think you can just easily pick, and you're not mad about it. Leone, what do you think about that one? Yeah, no, that that would have been my pick. I think I think that's solid. To me, Brees Hall is a more complete running back. I, I have him ahead of Spiller for that reason. Maybe he can't catch the ball as well as Spiller. can't be as shifty. But I think he does everything really good. And I see him as a three-down type back more so than I, I see Spiller in that sense. I, I think he's the perfect type of running back to take in these rookie drafts where they can get way more valuable throughout the season or you know later into their career. And I think he's more of a home run type hit because he could be way more valuable than I think Spiller has the potential to be. Yeah, the ball security with Hall is about the only thing that that is a pause for concern for me. But it, it's not enough that I would still be taking him top three, uh, most likely. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he's had a lot of tread on the tires in college, and Iowa State gave him the ball. So that it is what it is. Running back shelf life isn't that long anyway. But yeah, I love Brees Hall. I think he's a good, definitely more of a zone guy than anything. He could get miscast going somewhere where he has to do some stuff out of the back for the catching. I think he just give him the ball, let him look go he's got good vision for for checking the backside and figuring out which hole to hit and just let him go now brad you said earlier with burks you would take running back so if if this was your top 12 so far burks would still be on the board correct not Uh, selected i i don't hate burks being the first wide receiver taken i probably would go running back then burks so he would probably be drafted at this point either way i love burks as a player okay Uh, so i'm probably not far off from this either way Okay. Right. I don't normally pick this high because I'm just so good anyway. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You're right, used to right. picking 10, 11, 12. Yeah. <laughs> I think I picked one, one in one of the Roto Heat Superflexes. All right, Leonie, who are you taking? Next, next pick. All right. My pick is Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio State. Oh, let me. It's not like you're actually drafting him in real life. I am. Yeah. Okay. Garrett Wilson. There it goes. Can you guys hear the sound effects in there or no? I, I, you can barely hear it. I can hear it, it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can hear through your headset. All right. So, yeah. all right, let's pause that. Okay. So Garrett Wilson, I think he has nice size. The, the, the thing I like about Garrett Wilson is the same he reason why. Size? Size. They're, I like Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson for very similar reasons. That's why I personally have them ranked lower than Traylon Burks. I don't think they have that enormous upside to ever be like the number one overall type player. But I think they do everything really well. And that's why Garrett Wilson, for me, is the second best wide receiver in this class. Because he's almost like a can't-miss player. Like, he can catch the ball. He can run routes. Yeah, he's not the best route runner. He doesn't have the the best speed, the best size. But you know what? It doesn't matter because he does everything really good. And when you're picking at the early parts of these drafts, yeah, maybe I want to swing for the fences with someone like Traylon Burks, but I also want to make sure I get someone that I know is going to be good, that I know is going to contribute. And that's why I have Garrett Wilson as my second favorite running back in this draft class. 
Bryce, what do you think about him? I have Garrett Wilson as my number four uh, wide receiver, and that's due to I I would prefer the other Ohio State wide receiver over him. I think Chris Olave has really high football IQ, really really good hands, and really good route running. I would say he's arguably the best route runner in this class. But Garrett Wilson's a playmaker, right? I think he's the number two on that playmaker scale. I think Traylon Burks is the best playmaker, and Garrett Wilson's number two. He just makes big plays. If you watched Ohio State last year, he was making them. Stroud gave him all the opportunities to make them. Right. And I think that Garrett Wilson benefited huge from Stroud taking over. Right. Because Fields, Olave was Fields' guy. And then Stroud comes in and Garrett Wilson and Jackson Smith and Jigba were the guys. And Olave got pushed aside when he was probably potentially going to be the number one wide receiver taken in this draft class if he didn't have a somewhat disappointing well, let season. Me, I don't want to interrupt you, but I am. But you are. You're yeah. saying Chris Olave gets pushed aside. Look, I don't want guys that get pushed aside, I want the guys I, that I think excel. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair to say, but I think Chris Olave has the tools. There's a difference between having the tools to be successful in college football and having the tools to be to be really successful in the NFL. And I think that route running, the hands, the I think he's got really good football IQ. If you listen to him talk about football, it's almost like maybe not quite as smart as Cooper Cup about it, but he's very intelligent, and I yeah. think that's gonna okay. that's gonna trend. It's gonna show on the field once he gets that that connection with his quarterback and stuff like that. So I like Garrett Wilson. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying there's two guys I like a little bit more. All right. Garrett Wilson, if if somebody told me that a team like the Jets, because Wilson made one of his top 30 visits with the Jets, same with Chris Olave. They've been looking at a lot of the receivers. If you tell me that Robert Sala brings in Garrett Wilson and puts him in the, the, the Debo role where they're using him jet sweeps and they're getting him manufactured receptions behind the line of scrimmage and letting him use that 4-3 speed to make some big plays happen. Like, that that excites me about a guy like Garrett Wilson. If you put him in a role where you're giving him the ball close to the line of scrimmage and letting him make the big play and getting those touches that way, I think that's really beneficial for a guy like that. Olave is by far a better route runner than Wilson, but Wilson is by far better big play threat. Depending on what you're looking for with your fantasy, this could take you in very different directions. Like, I have no problem taking either receiver because of what they could be. But I think if a team like the Jets grabs any of these top receivers, I think you have to temper the expectations while Zach Wilson's growing because we saw year one wasn't living his best life. It's going to take some time for these guys. So if you're drafting in the four, the five, the six spot, and you say, you know what, I'm going to take whatever guy the Jets draft because he's probably going to be their, one of their top receivers with Corey Davis, just know that year one's probably not going to be great. He's probably wide receiver three, wide receiver four on a roster in year one. So just putting that out there. Wilson, the player, amazing. Definitely a first round pick. Definitely probably a top four to six pick. Do I take him over, over Olave? I don't think it really matters because they're both valuable fantasy assets. Like I'll take Chris Olave here at the five if you want to put him in because I think they're interchangeable in my mind. Olave's a great route runner. Both of them have very good hands. You don't see them drop a lot unless it's a badly thrown ball. And we saw some of those throughout the, the last couple of years. Wilson Olave are both very talented receivers. I could easily make the case that you see Drake London here, Kenneth Walker here, and there's a few players that should be drafted at this point or coming up really quickly. And they're all going to be nice fantasy pieces. Yeah, I'm glad you took Olave here just because it's topical. I do think in a lot of drafts, these two players are going to go back to back. Olave has a lot of hype right now. And I think it's warranted. He does run really good routes. My issue, again, like I when I inter when I interrupted Bryce, my issue was when I pick a player in the first round, early first round, especially, I want a guy that just shows he's the man. 
throughout college because it's not going to get any easier in the NFL. So mm-hmm. can can that translate? Can he get better with other as- aspects of the game? I, I think so. I think especially in a PPR league, it, it's route, running routes is extremely important in the NFL. I'm not saying that I disagree with the pick at all, but the reason why I have Wilson ahead of him is just because I think that he's more NFL ready. That's all. Yeah, I don't hate it. I think either one of these receivers has been in the spotlight long enough that a team is going to say, okay, it's not too big for them to step in and and get some significant playing time early because they've been in big games. Ohio State heavily involved in the college football playoffs in these guys' careers enough that they've had to face some tough competition. And and when it comes to the player your quarterback is most comfortable with, that does just because Fields was more comfortable with Olave, they just had the reps together in practice. They spent enough time together that they knew where each other was going to be. That just wasn't the same with Stroud. So Stroud went towards the big play guy. Yeah, Wilson yeah. could get out, get away, make some deep things happen. They looked to him. I don't knock either way for sure, but and I wonder if Alave has so much hype right now because he's been on the fantasy radar for so many years now. I think most people thought he was going to come out last year in the last NFL draft. He decided to stay another year. It, it kind of hurt him. He didn't really have a, a crazy good year. But I wonder if, if maybe that's why he has so much buzz. It's just, just because most people know who he is because he's been on the radar for so long. Brad, I know you do a lot of Debbie stuff. Do you think that's playing into this a little bit or do you think that's just insignificant? I think there's always things to be taken away from that. When a guy goes back and it doesn't look as good or in this class, he's healthy. Like some of these other top guys, Wilson, Jameson, London, they're not healthy. Olave doesn't get hurt the same way. He's done a good job keeping himself safe. All of it plays into the, into the narrative, into the story that, that all of us on the outside looking in will build and say, Hey, um, this is why this guy's going to get drafted before everyone else. But in the end, we don't know half as much as we think we know. And even the experts on the inside don't know half as much as they know. You have to pick the style of player you want. And these are two very different styles of player. It just is what it is. Bryce, what uh, what do you make all this? Since you know, you're so close to the team there. And Yeah, we act like – people act like Wilson really outshined Olave, but Olave had more touchdowns. Garrett Wilson had 100 more yards and five more receptions. So these guys were neck and neck. Again, like Anthony said, these guys are going to be probably taken one after the other. You could argue they pretty much scored within four or five fantasy points of each other. I didn't really look at their rushing stats, but receiving-wise, they were a whole season like 10 points off. Yeah, the I, I like I just like Chris Olave because I just, again, the route running is the main thing for me, and I think that is something that carries over into the NFL better than just playmaking ability. We, we've seen big play people make it to the NFL and it just nothing happens. Nikhil Harry is my horrible example that I have to look at every day. Go ahead and grab Drake London here for me. This is an easy pick. Personally, I, I think that this guy has that same frame of Mike Evans. He's a big bodied guy, can go up and get it. I think he falls probably mid mid first round, I would say. So we're going to see him in a, in a somewhat decent situation i wouldn't be surprised to see like a team like maybe like the cowboy or not cowboys but the cowboys have been apparently thinking about getting them but uh, there's just like i uh, those teams in the middle of the draft are, are are good teams so i like the landing spot potential there what do you guys think about drake london uh leonie for you yeah yeah for me london was the slam dunk pick here there are some other guys that we're going to talk about soon that could offer some more upside one in particular i think it's all in our mind right now but even still 
especially early part in the draft, like I said before, you want to get guys that you are going to be contributors out from the gate. Yeah. And London is that. He's that. He's he, just like Garrett Wilson. He offers big playability. And I do agree. I think all of these wide receivers that we've taken so far, I think they're going to land in good spots. I know we sometimes think that it will happen. It doesn't. But I have a good feeling. There's so many good quarterbacks in the league right now that and there's so many teams that need a wide receiver or, or need a second wide receiver. So I, I do think that London is the right pick here. And I do expect him to land in a very favorable spot as well. Brad? Yeah, London's he is your prototypical big body physical receiver. He's a basketball guy, football guy. He's one of those, you almost feel like he's been bred and raised and ready for the NFL for, for a starting outside receiver role for a long time. So it won't surprise me if he goes mid to late first. You've seen a lot of the room I read today, Texans, my Lions, and plenty of teams have interest in him. And it's teams with first round picks that could be mid to late, early second round pick type position. So I don't hate you taking him. I would, if somebody argued that he's the top receiver in the class and you're drafting him in the top five, it wouldn't surprise me. He, yeah. He, fits the bill and for a lot of these that's why i like to wait till after the draft for all my drafts because a lot of these i like to just see the landing spot does it mm -hmm. move guys around a lot on my board no not typically but maybe a little bit if burks goes somewhere where he's not going to be number one and, and it's just hard to see him getting there maybe i think about a drake london instead or wilson or maybe one of the backs i i think you could rearrange these first six picks in any order and you couldn't really argue it mm -hmm. i think this is i think these are typically right now pre before the nfl draft these six players are going to go like probably top six in your draft maybe sprinkle a kenneth walker in there or jameson williams here and there but i think overall these six guys are going to take over those first six spots so next pick leone yeah i agree with that and that's another reason too like you said early on if, if you're in the one-on-one if you can trade back and get a couple yeah. early firsts for it i would do it I would do it. If so a lot of people overvalue the 101, this is a draft where it will be overvalued. Because like you just said, I could see yeah. Traylon Burks going 101. I could also see him going 107. Yeah, absolutely. So if if you're, I don't think, and if you're dead set on a guy and you got the first pick, you can go for it. I would trade back. I would yeah. keep up some extra value myself. I will say, just before we go to this next pick, I just made a trade. I had landed pick 102 in a deal during the season last year. And March 31st, I had we had a new owner join this 14-team league. It's did you, a one did you take advantage of the new guy? I did. So um, <laughs> it's a 14-team league. I'm in other leagues with this guy, so I know what he likes and what he thinks. But it's a, a 1QB, but we're converting to Superflex next year. I just won the championship. My quarterbacks are not strong. I've got Tannehill, Baker Mayfield, Ooh. Sam Darnold. It's not a strong. So I had the 102 from a, from a deal I made. I took 102, 302, 312 in a future second and turned it into Trevor Lawrence, CEH, and Kadarius Tony. Oh, beautiful. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that type of yeah. deal. So if you are one of those top few picks and you whether you've earned it or you've traded for it, don't be afraid to to pull a less need and say, FTP, man, sell them picks. Who cares? Get yourself some players that, that can help you. I'm a championship team in this league, so I'm I was really focused on how can I get quarterbacks? And that's what 102 yeah. was going to be, was a quarterback. So if I can go get Trevor Lawrence, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I would so take Trevor Lawrence over Malik. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would take Trevor Lawrence over any of the rookie quarterbacks in this class. So, Easily. Oh, yeah. Easily. 
And yeah, just so, because he yeah. had a rough year, like people are selling short on some of these guys. And even Zach Wilson, I would go trade, you know, one, two. I would take him over the quarterbacks. Fields, I would consider it. I mean, him and Malik Willis, yeah, I don't I, That's where I start thinking, all right, who am I taking over? Mac Jones, I would probably take over any quarterback in this class. Him and yeah. Fields are the two where I'd start to consider. But if How I about Trey over, Lance? Probably. I'd probably take him over the guys in this class, too. He should be fine in San Francisco. Yeah, I agree. So, sorry, Leone. Go ahead and make your picks up. I, like I want to throw the next Come on, guys. Let me pick. It's been like it's been like an hour since I did my last pick. Let's see. How do I? I feel like an old man trying to figure out this. We pooped on it too. The Garrett Wilson. What's that? I know, man. You guys are dog. I just prefer this to a. No, I know. I know. We're good. Okay, so I'm gonna pick Kenneth Walker. Not really surprising, right? I I, I think it's. I think it's between him or another wide receiver. Not to give it away. Yeah, I mean, who I think is probably going to be the next. That's what I thought you were taking. I thought you were taking the wide receiver. Yeah, for me, it's for me, it's Kenneth Walker. I just think that Brees Hall. I just think he's a, a complete type running back. He doesn't catch as well, but he, he does run really fast. He's quick. He has good vision. He's very balanced. And I I see him if it in this is before he's on a team. So I, I'm kind of having to just hope he goes to a really good spot. Kenneth Walker, mark my words, if he gets drafted into a good spot, like maybe the Colts or the Falcons or a team that really needs a running back, he's going to shoot up draft boards. He's the one guy. What's that? Definitely not the Colts. Oh, sorry. I meant to say. You uh, meant the Falcons. No, and who's Marlon Mack with now? Houston, Houston, Houston. okay. The Texans, excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> I, I was thinking Marlon Mack, and it that, that's mi- makes me that's up. Fair. So he's the type of guy that's going to shoot up draft board if he lands in a good spot. I said the same thing about CEH. He was, prior to getting drafted, he was way down draft board similarly. Mm-hmm. Granted, looks like that was the right call. Maybe, we'll see. But I do think Kenneth Walker has the type of profile where if he's in a good spot, He's going to climb up draft boards. And that's why I think right now at 107, I think it's a slam dunk pick. And the other players available still, I think are really risky. I don't see Walker as being that risky myself. Yeah, I think you just alluded to it. And don't take like draft spot and so serious when he's talking about like a good team. Almost look at a a landing spot as in usage. Yeah, opportunities to get more right. touches. People freaking out when CH got drafted by Kansas City, and I avoided him too. I took Jonathan Taylor before him in a couple of drafts. And just because you're on that high-scoring offense and your touchdown upside might be through the roof doesn't mean your usage is, and we, we're seeing that with CEH, right? He's not getting like a ton of touches, especially not in – but I like Kenneth Walker. You said it best. He's well-rounded. He's, you know – the. It reminds me of how Le'Veon Bell played when he was with Michigan State. He's not really overly great at anything, but he just does everything really well. Patience, vision, balance, strength, all those things are things you want in a running back. I think this is a really good safe pick that could have turnover right away. And if you're sitting at the seventh spot, your team might only be like one piece away. And running backs are thin right now, especially in this draft. So I think that's great value. And when you look at a guy like Kenneth Walker, look at what he did to the team around him. Michigan State was rebuilding. They brought in Mel Tucker just the year before, and that team was terrible. Then year two of the rebuild, you're like, okay, the expectations are a little more, but you still keep them low. And then Kenneth Walker shows up and just takes over. The offense runs through him. And and it didn't look too big for him. He handled it just fine. I mean, 
ran all over Michigan in the big games. He was the the focal point. I mean, teams at the NFL are going to see that and going to foam at the mouth for it. They're going to go real excited seeing a guy like that because the spotlight's not too big for him and you can put it on his back and he can carry the weight of the team if need be. Nowadays, not a lot of teams try to run through just one running back, but teams are going to look at him and be excited by the, the possibility that, hey, in a pinch, if we need to give this guy 20, 30 carries, he did it just fine in college. He was running dudes over. So, right. I like, like I said earlier, Walker would be in the consideration for top running back with the other two. Put these three running backs in whatever order you like, and it doesn't surprise me. All right. So, receiver wise, obviously, I got to go with Jamison Williams next. That was just the next obvious choice for him. I think it'll be interesting to see what a team wants to do with them. For some of these other guys, I could see them being inside, outside, used as kind of more of a weapon, the Debo type role. Williams, I, I think, is more of you got to have him closer to the line as a slot and do some of the things out of the backfield, sure. But I don't know that I see him beating some of those more physical, bigger, stronger corners at the next level. I, I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying I would see a team peg him as more of their – wide receiver too. They're kind of gadgety guy more than I think he's an outside guy. So that's why I would probably have him as wide receiver four in this draft class. I think the four we have before him makes sense, uh, but that isn't knocking Williams. I think Williams is a really nice piece. And I think he'll be, I think it'd be fun at the next level, but I could see him easily being one of those guys that it's feast or famine every week with him where you're getting a hundred yards and a touchdown yeah, or you're can. getting, yeah, yeah. Or you're getting three for 30 because he just isn't getting a ton of action. So what do you think Leone? Yeah, I agree with you 100%. That's actually why I would take George Pickens ahead of him. George Pickens is really falling down the draft board because of his injury concern. But It's a pretty big concern. I I understand that. I understand that. Williams is has his own injury concerns as well and has all these other question marks that you just listed off, mm. whereas Pickens doesn't have any of those other concerns, just injury. So for me, that's why I would prefer Pickens. Granted, if I'm picking here eight, nine, ten, and I have a if, if I think I have a really good team and I want to you know swing for the fences, I think Pickens is more of a swing for the fence type guy than Jamison Williams. So I like your pick. I, I have them very close. In fact, I have them side by side in my rankings, but I just prefer Pickens for that reason. But I still do and and I'm not gonna argue against it. I think you hit the nail on the head with everything you said. Right. <clears throat> Yeah, Jamison Williams, I mean, this is a, a fast Alabama wide receiver that's hurt, right? And we saw the same thing with Waddle last year, and he fell in drafts, and people reap, the people at the end are reaping the rewards. Now, Jalen Waddle's a much better route runner than Jamison Williams. He's Jamison Williams is my main concern. He is You actually drafted him right where I would rank him. I have him as my fifth best wide receiver in this class, and it's only because his route running is sloppy. He rounds a lot of stuff. He uses that speed which is not going to be as the, the corners are faster in the NFL. Everybody's faster. Right. So he's not going to be able to rely on that as well. So he's going to have to really work on that route running. But I think he's got the tools to be successful in the NFL. I would like to see him closer to the line of scrimmage. I think he has more PPR value there. Do we think can... someone like like Henry Ruggs is a good comp? I know they they both <laughs> played at, at, uh, at Alabama. Is that a fair type of comp? Like just kind of like a fast type of wide receiver that's going to be inconsistent? <laughs> best i never really saw henry ruggs do much underneath he was your big play mm -hmm. guy where i think jameson williams will be more involved in the underneath game okay. alabama is known for running crosses and slants and it just their fast receivers do everything else we saw it with Devontae smith jalen waddle before him so 
I don't know if I'd compare him quite to to Rugs. It's almost like he's a mixture between Rugs and Waddle for me. Okay. Like, and he's taken. He's let. He's a little bit better than Rugs, but a little, definitely not as good as Waddle. In my yeah, I, I feel you. So that, that's that's good. So you can actually put George Pickens in here for me. Oh, great um, pick. <laughs> yeah, I, I, agree. I, I agree with everything you said. He's copying off Leone's board. No, I think I think Pickens. I think Pickens. I but I like Williams better than Pickens. I'm like you. I think Pickens lands with the Bears or New England. I, I'm like very confident that is one of his two landing spots. And if that is, he immediately becomes the best wide receiver on that team, in my opinion. Devontae Parker is the best wide receiver for New England. Pickens, I would much rather have him. If he's healthy, I think we see him in the top half of this draft. He's physical. He's tall. He's got speed, hands, everything. It's just, can he stay healthy? And to be fair, Debo Samuel was hurt all in his college career. And now look what he's doing in the NFL. So right. players get healthy. There's a, there's a next level of nutritionist. Uh, trainers, physical therapists in the NFL that the college organizations don't have. And so I'm hoping that George Pickens benefits from that and really unlocks that skill set that he and the potential that he has to be successful in the NFL. Brad. Okay, I love George Pickens. Like before the injuries, <laughs> he's my wide receiver one. If you'd asked me, Debbie Wise, two years yeah. ago, Pickens was the guy I was going after. I struggle with oh. taking him as a first round receiver just because of, yeah, Cody. He would shoot yeah, yeah, up yeah, the yeah, draft yeah. boards if that happened. If he goes he to the Chiefs, top, yeah. If he goes up. to the Chiefs. But with what they did with Juju and having McCole, like, I don't – Pickens doesn't seem like the the fit here. It's, in my <laughs> mind, if they're going – his injuries are a big concern. <clears throat> when you still have guys like Jahan Dotson and David Bell still sitting on the board, yes, Pickens is a better athlete, win healthy, went on the field – but you could argue that Bell is just as good running routes, and you could argue that Dotson is a more dynamic playmaker with the ball in his hand. So it's okay. So if a team's on the board at the back half of the first, early to mid-second, and they see these types of players sitting on the board at the same time, are they really going to weigh the guy who is off the field more than he's on the field higher than some of these other guys that have some of the traits that he has but maybe doesn't have it all together. I mean, that's my that's where I wrestle with it. When I'm building my board pre-draft, that's where I sit at. So would I take Pickens here? No, I would probably go with Bell or Jahan Dotson. Not Moore or Watson or Shakir. Those guys are still mid to late second picks for me. Where's Mechie here? I like Mechie too, but he's he another did. one. He's another one that you have to have in the back half of the first, in the conversation at least. So him and Pickens, I like them both so much, but... It's tough. That's a tough call for me. I think I love it because it's a bold pick, and I think it's a really interesting conversation. But I don't know, man. I think for me right now, it's Bell. Then probably you could do Pickens or Mechie. I would probably go Mechie just because I know he's a little bit more healthy than Pickens. Then Pickens. Then Dotson. Yeah. I would say landing spot for the all those receivers you just mentioned could heavily it could absolutely that yep. pick right there. Like best landing spot. Like if Cody said. Pickens goes to the Chiefs. I don't think he goes. I don't think he lasts that long. I would really say don't. Pickens goes to the Chiefs. People will put he's him not in a conversation for one. Yeah, I think, yeah, but yeah. I think you're right. He's not really a great fit because, like, he's a physical receiver, and I think that they already have that with Juju. I think, like, a faster guy, Jameson Williams, would be a better fit for the Chiefs because they just lost a lot of speed. They try to replace it. but uh, I, I can't see them drafting an early one, end of round one, end of round two receiver. Even with two picks? Receivers. With two picks, you don't think? Maybe. I mean, they could. I think, But with some of the other – areas of need right on the defensive side they still need some safety help they still need you know some linebacker help potentially 
I don't know. It's not the biggest need because the receiving core is, is with adding a guy like Juju in. I think they'll be okay if they wanted to look elsewhere early in the draft, but yeah, I don't get paid. Definitely by could team, use so some se- they could use some secondary, that's for sure. Tons of second. You could I could see them go corner safety and it wouldn't surprise me in the least. They, they won't, but I could see it. Yeah. And that's right. where we lost Anthony. No, I, I think I agree with you guys. I agree with you guys. I, I think, oh, yeah, well, that's true. I, I could see Pickens going to like Green Bay, though. I think he would, I think he would fly. fly up. He would you think fly he goes day, you think he goes day two or day one? I think he most certainly goes day two. Man, I think because of the sweet. injury concerns, he's going to, he's going to slip. Yeah. So you think he'll go back half a day or the, this round two late? Round two or three. Gonna, yeah. Okay. Round two or I three. Think, is, I, yeah. I don't see him getting past round. I don't see him getting past round two, pick 42. I don't see New England passing up on him because they're most certainly going secondary on their first pick. I can almost guarantee it. Sure. Or trading back. Great pick, though. I like that. Good job. Okay. So my pick, I'm next, I believe. Brad mentioned him, but my guy here is Jahan Dotson. So I do pick in more for upside. Like Brad said, he is a very complete player if he can be healthy. So I, I know there's a big question mark there. But Jahan Dotson, I think he's he has good hands. He runs really good routes. He's smart. It's like he I think he's a very a really good wide receiver. I, I think obviously it's gonna depend on landing spot a little bit because he, he's the type of guy that could totally get buried on a depth chart for his rookie season. And in the first round, you, at least in my opinion, when you go for a first round type player, you really want to make sure they're they're contributing out of the gate, at least a little bit. But I think Jahan Dotson could be one of those types of guys like Pickens and maybe even Jamison Williams that has a real slow start to the season for a number of different reasons for each of them respectively. I, I do want to just point out here, I think there's a clear teardrop here at six. And I, I don't know if we talked about that before or not, but I think all these guys after Drake London, I think Walker, Jameson Williams, Pickens, and, and now Jahan Dotson, I, I, it's just a huge teardrop for me. I don't know if you guys agree with that assessment or not, but like Jameson, Jameson Williams, George Pickens, Jahan Dotson, yeah, I have them ranked similarly, but at the same time, couldn't you just interchange these guys in, in a sense? What do you think, Brad? Yeah, I've... When it comes to draft boards, the tier breaks and things like that, I don't normally subscribe to when I'm granularly in my league doing my drafts because everybody in your league drafts different. Yeah. Everything's yeah. so <laughs> drastically different, from yeah. one, even from one league to the next. Even if you have yeah. the same owner in different leagues, it's like I, all bets are off. So, yes, there's absolutely a, a, a clear line of delineation. Okay, this there's some difference here, but... It, for me, especially with guys that I've been talking to that are drafting their rookie drafts pre-NFL draft, I tell people, target the guy you like, the skill set you think is best suited for your team, and go from there. If you're drafting after the draft, work your board. If, if you put, if you really love one of those top five, six guys and you're determined to get one, don't be afraid to trade some picks and, and go get your guy if you're really uncomfortable with what the back half of the first round is. So be it. Come away from the draft happy with what you've done, whatever it is, whether it's getting one guy, getting five guys, whatever. So, Bryce, uh, what's your take? I think there's a teardrop after six. I think it's like 1A, one through six is 1A. And then you, I think seven and eight are 1B. And then I would say like a two after that. I would put like Pickens, Dotson, 
Mechie Bell all in a tier two. Yeah. So you're good with the Dotson pick then in this spot? Yeah, I don't hate it. I don't like it. I don't dislike it. I think I'd prefer uh, Mechie just by a little bit. But again, okay. these those guys, like you just said, like to me, Pickens, Dotson, Mechie, Bell are all interchangeable. Yeah. All those dudes are interchangeable. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, to an extent, <laughs> I, I agree with you. I hate what Cody put in the chat mm-hmm. because I was going to say that Dotson is a more sure-handed version of Deontay Johnson in my mind. Not as big, but he's a really good route runner. But jo- Dotson does not drop the ball. Like, you just don't see him drop much. Yeah, so very good hands. He's one of those guys that I think could slide down the draft board just because he is a on the smaller side. But he's really going to pay dividends to whoever gets him because he's a really good route runner and nothing gets out of his hands. Like, he does not drop the ball. <laughs> I agree. So you would take Dotson over Pickens then, is that fair? Brad? I, I would think about it for sure. I, I okay. definitely, when it goes back to my heart says Pickens is the best receiver of this kind of group of receivers we've been talking about. But in reality, you haven't seen Pickens on the field all that much. Yeah, it's interesting. You said Pickens was so high on your Debbie radar. And then with these injuries, he's fallen so far down. I just think it's interesting. I don't do Debbie and... Well, and some of it is the class of receiver has upped. When I was really high on Pickens, it was, he's a really strong multiple star, four or five star prospect coming in, looking really good. And his first season with with the Bulldogs was awesome for what we were expecting. But some of these other guys have stepped up three, two, three years ago, we weren't talking Garrett Wilson the same way. Chris Olave wasn't a household name the same way. And so some of these pieces were, they've gotten better. And Pickens has not. You just haven't seen him on the field to see what development there is. And I'm not saying that Pickens isn't still the best receiver in his class. I'm just saying he's the. there's enough concerns about him that I would consider guys that are maybe a, a step below him or maybe not doesn't have the well-rounded view in my mind of what the player could be at the next level. But that's the fun thing about fantasy, right? We take our guys and we, we either look smart or we take Nikhil Harry. And, you know, and I didn't have to take him anywhere. So I was, I was a JJ Arcega Whiteside guy, a Nikhil Harry guy, yeah. all these big receivers. And I'm like, yep, yep, nope, bad, de- bad decision. And to top it off, I'll finish here at 12. Um, we'll take- now we're on 11. Oh, You're we are 11. at 11, aren't we? Yeah, we're on 11. 11. I got the last one. You got the last one. I'm going to take quarterback. Just say we got a quarterback in here. We'll go, we'll throw Malik Willis in here. I don't hate taking a quarterback at the back half of the first round in a one QB because you're, you really can take best player available, whatever your favorite player is. Here, the conversation is, do you take Mechie? Do you take your favorite running back that's left? Or was it Rashard White or James Cook? Yeah, yeah, they'll probably, you could probably let him slide a little further. If you're not strong with quarterback, you take a guy like Malik Willis and, and maybe you get a Lamar Jackson type player where he's giving you a lot of rushing upside. Maybe you don't. But if you're picking a 10, 11, 12, you're you know, a playoff team anyway, so you're probably built to, to make a bad choice if need be. But I would say if you're picking at this spot in this draft class, trade back. I mean, why not trade out of this? Give me a 2023 first and of something in this draft to throw on the back half of my roster. Sure, why not? But I like Malik Willis as a player. I think you see the big arm, you see the escapability, you see a lot of things that an NFL team is going to fall in love with. Why not? Bryce, what do you think about a quarterback at the back half of one QB? Yeah, I like I like that you mentioned it. It can be like a bad choice, but it with a lot of potential, like really good upside. Malik Willis is going to be a dual threat quarterback if he's going to be successful in the NFL. He's got little mechanics. I know he's got a problem with padding the ball, and I guess that's a, a big issue with a lot of people like corner 
gives corners that just that hair uh second to get there a little bit more but quarterback coaches can eventually fix that i'm I'm sure so i like the upside and at this pick yeah i'd probably try and trade it away if you felt good but if your quarterback was like the rest of your team is really strong and your quarterback's just "Eh, this guy has like the upside to really put your team in that that next stratosphere so yeah i like it i think he gets drafted immediately and becomes the starter of wherever he lands more than likely brad i've seen some mock drafts have him getting drafted by the lions he wouldn't start week one if he was with the lions yeah. i would guess but it wouldn't surprise me to see him take over halfway through the season yeah they're point. not doing well and why not Which, yeah they're more than likely not gonna be doing well let's be honest sorry but they're, they're just probably not uh, i'll say in this nfc north with what's going on i don't know it's yeah probably. you're right you're right you're right there there's a they might they have a better receiving core than the packers at least um it's not saying today, much but. today i mean <laughs> for now yeah. But yeah, I I like it. It's it's risky. I pr- probably would still go a safer, add some wide receiver depth, but I can't blame blame you for taking the risk, Leone. With all due respect, Brad, I I hate this pick. In a one QB league, quarterbacks are always overvalued. I think you should swing for the fences and, and try to get a a wide receiver, a running back who's going to be more valuable in the long run. Quarterbacks, we saw it last year. We guys like Tana, Derek Carr, and all these guys. It's you can get a quarterback easy. You can trade for a quarterback easy. Even Sam Darnold was a quarterback one for half the year last year. So I don't like spending first round rookie picks on quarterbacks for that reason. In a one QB league, quarterbacks are a dime a dozen. You can get a quarterback another way. You don't have to spend a first round draft pick to do that. But can you get a potentially elite? option at quarterback and that's the tough thing and if to answer your question i think there are easier ways to get one yes i think you could trade for trey lance easier than just needing to spend a first round pick for for in a one qb league just trade if you want to go for a quarterback like that trade for trevor lawrence Trade for so you'd say, take, you'd Trey say Lance. Take this pick and trade it to a guy who's got a quarterback. Well, certainly, that a- wasn't, and I mean that wasn't the. This isn't the purpose of this draft, so I'm not going to dog your pick. We can, in he theory, did. pretend you tried to do all that. But did. yeah, I know. So, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, but exactly. If if you're in the end of the first and, and your team, like if you really need a quarterback in a one QB, like you really need a quarterback. I would rather try to trade for one like. Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Justin Fields. I think they'd be cheaper than this pick right now. With this pick, I'd be looking at David Bell, maybe James Cook, someone that I think offers way more upside than a quarterback does in a one QB league. I know Rick, if if he's at home watching, he's going to agree with me on that. Uh, that's the Rick and I go back and forth on a lot of things. I know that's one thing we always agree on, but I understand what you're saying. I understand Willis has the dual threat could be a huge PPR. I'm sorry, a, a rushing upside type quarterback. I understand the logic. I think of all quarterbacks, he's the right one. So I just think it's too early in a one QB league to take a quarterback in the first round. That's just my opinion. Brad, so where, do you, where, do you start take, where do you start taking quarterbacks in a one QB with a lead upside? Yeah, I, I would say maybe in this draft class, mid-second round, I'd consider it. But by then, it always happens. Every rookie draft, whenever I start thinking, oh, okay, I like last year, for example. So, yeah, I would start thinking about Trevor Lawrence right now. Oh, he's, he's off the board. Yeah. yeah, Trey Lance off the board. Always ha- To me, it always happens. I don't know the last rookie draft I did in a 1QB league where I actually drafted a quarterback other than like third round, fifth option type guys. Because I'm always looking for 
I'm always looking for more upside positional player personally. Follow-up question, are you winning in any of those leagues? Of course, baby. Of course. Just uh, just wondering. You're talking mid-second when you're picking, so that doesn't sound like a win. In a 1QB league, in a 1QB league, yeah, I trade for a lot of picks. But in a 1QB league, I, 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 I never draft a quarterback in the first round. Just never. All right, Bryce, round us off. What are we doing? I'll touch on, on that in a second. But go ahead and put John Mechie for my last pick. Or Great Yeah, pick. for the last Great pick. pick. But just... To give Brad a little bit of credit, the last quarterbacks that were taken in the couple years. So last year, we th- let's not count this past year because they, they haven't really stepped in as a rookie year. But Joe Burrow and, and Herbert were probably the first qu- two taken, right? The year before that was Kyler Murray. Uh, and then I think Baker. And I don't think they were drafted that high. And, and, then, he, and then the year before that was Holmes and, and Watson, right? With this, this is the last QBs. It seems like potentially... A first-round QB, even in this league, can, or in this format, could potentially be. I consider all those guys I just mentioned, Baker Mayfield, obviously, to be elite options in, in fantasy. But, Leona, your points are, are right. I feel like you could get a cheaper guy with the, the same upside at, instead of taking it at that pick. So, it's, a, it's definitely risky. But John Mechie, again, a guy that I think is going to be in a good landing spot. I see him going, obviously, second round late, probably mid to late so he could go to one of those wide receiver needy teams new england green bay the chiefs and i think it'd be all good fits where he could potentially be a guy that immediately makes an impact on your team he's not a really flashy player i will say he doesn't really he doesn't have burners or anything like that but he's a guy that catches the ball through the middle he he runs good routes he's tough so he does things just not really a big playmaker guy with big speed so he doesn't have that flash that you'd probably want but at the end of the first round, your team is probably pretty dang good, and you could take a guy that could be a really good wide receiver. I, I see him having high wide receiver two upside, maybe not his first year, but even his second year. So a guy I would be willing to sit on and wait. Brad, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a problem actually. The, the player, if he's when he bounces back, because he'll be able to bounce back just fine. Like this guy is extremely dynamic. Just the next big Alabama receiver to come out. The profile is very similar to a Waddle and Ruggs type with speed and being able to be a game breaker. Taking him in the first round makes sense. He's one of those that you're going to have to wait a little bit on. I don't know that I thought last I read he wasn't going to be ready for OTAs and and probably late in a training camp at best. So yeah, he and Jameson Williams got hurt like a week. Yeah. A week right, or two right from each other, each other or something. Yep. Yeah. So, so. there'll be a little while before you get him on the field, but that's okay. Yeah. There's enough receivers. It's not a big deal. Leone. Yeah, I prefer David Bell myself. I just like his size and just the all-around kind of athlete Bell is. But I don't dislike the Mechie pick. I think it's a good pick. I, I certainly like it more than Willis. I don't know if I need to say that. No, but I think Mechie's a, a fine first-round pick and a, and a first-round pick. But like, like a lot of these guys we're talking about, you know, Dotson, Mechie, Bell, all these guys can go interchangeable in a sense. So I, I don't really think there's a wrong answer to any of these guys. So Mechie, I think, is a solid pick to, to end our uh, first-round rookie mock draft yeah absolutely we didn't have very many uh, a lot of wide receivers very few few running backs and i think it's good to note that outside of these three running backs i think it's a huge drop off personally what you guys got james cook probably fourth it's gonna I do. be a lot of them are, it's gonna I be do too. spot dependent cook white a lot of these guys are talented but who knows what teams are going to really think of them and, and where they're going to go so yeah you're doing a disservice to the folks watching if you bring running back into the mid mid to late first round outside of these three. Yeah, we're, I, we're not going to see a lot of running backs go early in the draft. And I think even potentially these guys, one of these guys could be in the third round 
So fourth, fifth round for some of those other guys, it's just not a very exciting uh-huh. running back class in comparison to wide receiver. It's heavy wide receiver. I think we can all agree light on everything else. Yeah. So I guess uh-huh. give a quick recap here of our draft. We got a uh, trail on Burks at one Oh one. Isaiah Spiller. 102, Brees Hall, 103, Garrett Wilson, 104, Chris Olave, 105, Drake London, 106, Kenneth Walker, 107, Jamison Williams, 108, George Pickens, a little controversy, 109, Jahan Dotson, 110, Malik Willis, 111, and then John Mechie, 112. So good job, guys. Yeah, I like it. I I think it's a Pretty good, pretty good mock. I think we're going to see them all be a little bit similar. Maybe the back half is the only thing I think really changes until the draft happens. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess Alrighty. I stop sharing this uh, draft board. Is that? <laughs> yeah, I can do it. All right. And that's uh, it's actually time. So that's going to be it. So everybody, uh, make sure you subscribe. And Brad, thanks for joining us today. With yeah, the, Brad, you know, thank you. Last minute call off, but we are able to scramble and and get you on here. So thank you for giving your wise advice. And other than that, we will see you guys next week. See you. The Dynasty Heat Seekers is a proud member of the Roto Heat family of podcasts. Find fantasy content ranging from Dynasty, Redraft, Devi, and more at rotoheat.com.